Hey everybody, this is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod, Deleted WrestleZones Podcast of Professional Wrestling, of Top Discussions. We discuss with AEW, New Japan Pro Wrestling, NXT, and many others. So, hey everybody, so how was everybody's day so far? So, uh, let's ha- talk about several subjects here that that I've got my attention right now. And most of them were already happened um, yesterday, others today. So let's talk about the first subject. Um, this one has been uh, already been news for a long time, and I'm referring to the revival. So, as you all know, the revival have made no indications that they're going to re-sign with WWE. Uh, it makes more likely they're going to be heading to AEW. Um, now, this is what has been revealed. This came from the Wrestling Observer. Um, Apparently, uh, they filed some trademark names, and here are the trademark names that they filed. Uh, Top Guys, No Flips, Just Fist. Now, the reason this is something that's been been going on is because there is a possibility that the rival may no longer be able to use the name once they leave WWE. And frankly, we've seen that before, you know. Look at John Moxley. He was no longer allowed to use um, Dean Ambrose, so that would make sense. So these names were filed. Uh, don't remember when, but it's on the Wrestling Observer. You can look at it. You know, even Square Circle Cycle Babble talked about it. Now, the reason this has been top of discussion was because um, the revival has always been strongly passionate about tag team wrestling. Um, they considered it as a lost art form, and frankly, I kind of agree with it. You know, we—I've been a big fan of the rest, tag team wrestling since I was a kid, uh, going back from the Legion of Doom, the Hardy Boys. Um, I can go on and on from those times, but yeah, and the guys from Square Circle Cycle Babble kind of made relevant points about them if they do go to AEW, they could be a perfect addition to the tag team division. You see, we have seen many wrestlers that they do like flips and all that, but what about the old school ones, the ones that don't do those type of things, you know, with they don't need to pick their spots and do a flip, you know? We got guys like the, the Revival, they can pull it off. So it's still no indication when they will leave, but we do know it could take place somewhere in April, maybe after WrestleMania. I'm not 100% sure yet, but I will continue to follow up on this matter because it. I know many fa- WWE fans are trying to tell them not to leave, but I'm sorry, guys. You know, WWE don't have a strong tag team division. Regardless, some of these tag teams were picked up with scratches, you know, like they kind of formed it and I've seen that too many times but we have seen tag team wrestling continue on in AEW and I hate to say this Vince McMahon has always been not a fan of the tag team division and that's also a fact not a like dislike or anything there's been talk about that so we'll just we'll continue on with the revival when they're leaving and everything else now, the next thing I want to talk about that's kind of relation to what I talked about, the revival, about their trademark names. Now, you ask yourself, why are these wrestlers putting trademark names? Well, 
that's the easiest question. You see, many of these WWE superstars, their names were thought of when they were in WWE. And for instance, it's like this. <coughs> um, if you look at wrestlers like um, Damien Priest, he wasn't known as Damien Priest. He was known as Punishment Martinez. So they gave all these wrestlers newer names, you know, that kind of do it. The same thing they did with with Kenta when he was known as Hideo Itomi. But recently there have been wrestlers that have been filed trademark names. Uh, Brody Lee, if you guys don't know him, he was known as Luke Harper back in WWE. And he filed his trademark name right before he was released from WWE. And then we have heard that um, Charlotte Flair and her fiancé Andrade filed for trademark name too. Uh, Charlotte Flair uh, filed for Ashley Flair and the Queen of the Ring. As for Andrade, he filed for La Sombra, which stands for in Spanish, The Shadow. And then there's El Idolo, which means The Idol. So people are, are starting to speculating that they could be leaving, but truth to be honest with you, I don't think they're leaving anytime soon. Maybe they're file these trademark names in case they decided, you know, they're not going to re-sign and just go somewhere else. It's still unclear on that matter, but uh, we have seen many trademark names have been filed, but we will continue more if there's any more trademark names that have been, you know, uh, how do I say this? been continue on and whoever is planning like a backup thing so i will follow up on that now as you all know recently a couple months ago there has been indication that um brian cage has been signed with aew now this has been sparking a little bit of the not like a controversy but more of a confusion or we don't know if it's true or false or whatever the indication is. Um, the, the the thing is this. Once word got out about saying that Brian Cage signed with AEW, his wife, if you may know her, Melissa Santos, who was the ring announcer for, you know, for Lucha Underground, kind of uh, said that uh, he never talked. Uh, to her about the whole thing about how he signed with AEW and you know I strongly agree with her because the reason is it's because you don't you don't try to hide something like this from your wife if Brian Cage did sign with AEW Melissa Santos could have confirmed it for us but now it feels like it wasn't but truth to be told um Brian Cage got injured uh before his contract expired or whatever had happened. I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly what the scenario was. Um, but he did indicate that he hasn't been signed with anybody. Um, but recently, uh, Ringside News has revealed that he will debut with AEW, but it will not be at the latest pay-per-view that's coming out this month in February, Revolution. Uh, but he will be there at Revolution to pay attention about what's going on with AEW, like what's going on with the scene, how everything is going into play. And I have to say that's a good idea. But there is indications that AEW are very close in signing him. Now, there is no surprise that he's interested in AEW. If you may have heard, um, when Double or Nothing first came out last year, 
Brian Cage was seeing at the backstage. And it appears that he was planning to participate in the Casino Battle Royale. But it didn't happen that way. He was pulled out because of Impact Wrestling will not tolerate that thing. You see, if he would have lost, it would have been a big embarrassment for Impact Wrestling as him as a champion. So that was one of the reasons he was pulled out. But if he is going to AEW, um, I'll probably be the happiest person to see him going there. But I will stick close to this story more if there's new information coming out. Now, the next thing I want to talk about, this one was a shocker to me. I come across this on Twitter from Pro Wrestling Sheets. This was something that kind of shocked me. I did not know this happened whatsoever. You probably will say the same thing, too, if I reveal it. Now, it appears WWE Hall of Famer, the lovely Sonny, was in prison for one year. I was like, what? I cannot believe this. So she was in prison for a year? And I, I'm like, what the hell did she do to get in prison? Turns out that she has six counts of DUIs. I'm like, goddamn. How worse can this woman go? I mean, if you all recall... um. There was a bit of controversy with her saying that she had an affair with Shawn Michaels and Shawn Michaels denied it. And of course, if you if you guys heard about this, she was involved in the adult scenes. I seen a a, a video of her doing a, a porno film, you know. <laughs> but this was something I was not aware. It appears she's been in prison for a year and Next month, she will be released, uh, but there is no indication if she will have an early release. But I've seen comments from fans saying, hopefully this will be a life lesson for her to, to stop it with all these shenanigans. I mean, I have to agree. Hope this whole experience changes her perspective. And I'm sorry, I, I, it, this has to... She needs to stop doing all the shenanigans and, and stop before she makes things worse for herself. But I will follow up on this one, too, to find out when she'll be released. Hopefully, she has changed her perspective on this one. Now, um, this came yesterday by Wrestling Incorporated. It appears uh, the son of NXT General Manager William Regal uh, is now training in the New Japan Pro wrestling as a young lion. Now he is part of the young lion program. Um, his name is Bailey Matthew Regal. I think that's his name, but he goes by the name ring name Joe Bailey. Now it's been reported that now he's with the, as a young lion, learning from New Japan. And I I just today I just recently seen uh. New Road, uh, New Japan Road, which is that happened on the 20th of February, and he was right there. Uh, he was helping out Gabriel Kidd, another young line who lost his match against Suji, uh, no, Yota Suji, uh, Yota, I think that's his name, but yeah, and I saw him. He he is yet to appear at uh, to wrestle down there, but um, 
I don't know when that happened because I don't know how the system goes. Because if you guys must know, there are three New Japan schools of young lions in the world. One in Japan, uh, one in New Zealand, which is run by uh, Bad Luck Fale of the Bullet Club. And the other one in L.A. by Shibata. Uh, I've seen photos of that. I've seen a documentary of Shibata. But uh, from what I understand, William Regal's son is in the new one in Japan. So he's a young lion. And I haven't seen him wrestle yet, but I hope this kid can do some great things while he's there. But I will keep an eye on that and all this and that. Now, uh, the next thing I want to talk about. This has been a discussion that's been talked about throughout social media, including me and my buddy Nico, about AW's Dark Order, the Exalted One. Now, um, there's been talk about who is the Exalted One. Now, let's go back when the Dark Order first began. Um... We saw the Dark Order first make their appearance at Double or Nothing, and they attacked the best friends, and I forgot who was there, too. The best friends were there. I forgot who was... Oh, yeah, and they were facing against TH2, uh, the Hybrid 2, before they turned heels. And the Dark Order showed up with these guys, the Creepers, and attacked them. It was like, okay, we don't know who these guys are, and if you guys know who the Dark Order was back then, they were known as... Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, kind of like a video game. But recently they've been forming like a faction called the Dark Order, gathering people that felt rejected or being called losers. Uh, wrestlers who have been losing uh, uh, on our losing streak, we like Silver and Reynolds. And then there was this key thing that came out where um, it's revealed that Evil Uno has been talking to some mastermind who calls himself the Exalted One. Now, it was still unclear about who is the Exalted One, who is the mastermind behind the Dark Order. And there's a lot of speculations, a lot of talk from people in Twitter, including people close to me. Uh, some people were saying it could be Marty Skrull because there were signs he was going to AEW, but apparently it's not going to happen. Um... They're those saying maybe they think it's Christopher Daniels. And, um, and, but there's these two things that kind of came out that were interested that I feel like it should be talked about. Some people are speculating it's Matt Hardy. Now, the reason it's happening that way was because they believe that Matt Hardy could reinvent himself after leaving WWE. Now, we could actually see Matt Hardy as the leader of the Dark Order. But uh, I don't know how would you guys feel about that, being WWE fans. Would you accept Matt Hardy as this new role? But it's still unclear yet about him making the jump to AEW. Now, this recent news that came out, uh, it kind of been spreading about the identity of the Exalted One. Uh, AEW just recently had one of their events, the recent events in Dynamite at Atlanta, Georgia. And in the crowd, they spotted Raven. If you all remember Raven, he was part of ECW, WCW, WWE, but he was that hardcore guy we all used to love and watch. There were speculations by fans that he was there 
that he could be the exalted one. Now, one of the the spokesperson of the Dark Order saying that the that the exalted one is near, that he's coming soon. They think in their minds that it's Raven, but to be true, it came out saying no. Raven was just there because he was invited to check out the show. He was having a good time, but he also was there to talk to Jimmy Havoc. Um, if you all know, Jimmy Havoc is a, a hardcore wrestler. But yeah, that's one of the things. Now, I think the reason Raven there was saying by this that the reason this whole thing with Raven was there was to throw the fans off the course, trying to speculate who is the exalted one. Now, I don't like to say that it has to be them. I, I'm not sure if they're trying to keep the surprise for us fans because we still don't know who is the Exalted One. I'm dying to hear. I want to see who is the Exalted One because it's interesting to know. But yeah, so we got to stand by if, to pay attention on all the AEW shows they have. See, We'll find out for sure. Now, I don't know if he will reveal himself in Revolution or after, but we got to wait and see. Now, the final thing I want to talk about is you all know AEW's pay-per-view Revolution is around the it's almost getting near. We're almost there. Uh, we all know that uh, John Moxley is the, the next challenger to face Chris Jericho for the AEW World Title at Revolution. It's also been confirmed that the Young Bucks will face Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page for the AEW World Tag Team Titles. Now, two new. There were other matches that were announced. One. Jake Hager versus D Dustin Rhodes. Now, today they announced two new matches that were confirmed for that pay-per-view. Pay One, Chris Satlander will be facing Nyla Rose for the AEW World Women Championship match. And the next match, Darby Allen facing off against Sammy Guevara. Now, I kind of, we all saw the writing wall that we may see either of these people get involved in these matches but we just got to wait and see what happened. I'm excited for all of this. I, I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to see what's going to happen. I do hope John Moxley becomes champion because he has worked real hard to get there. He never was like the world champion in WWE. But this could be a perfect, perfect opportunity to re-event. So that is it for today. Now, before I go, guys, um, I want to give you guys the heads up on certain things I'm going to do on discussions that I might put on on the podcast and on the YouTube channel. I'm doing this thing called the Exodus of All Japan Pro Wrestling. This is a story about three events that took place where certain wrestlers decided to leave All Japan Pro Wrestling to form their own promotions. And one of these promotions, it was part of the Exodus, is Pro Wrestling Noah. Now, I'm still working on doing a lot of research and all this and that. Hopefully I can get Nico to talk to me about this or get someone else. I'm not sure. But I'm really excited for this, and there will be other things I will be discussing. So uh, that is it for today. Uh, Till next time, guys. So I must bid all of you adieu. So goodbye. Mwah! And have a nice day. Bang!